back on your Wednesday edition of the Two Bros Talking Sports Podcast. This is our second episode of the week. Uh, we are down here in the week's basement bar as usual. Uh, I do have to say, Michael did have the first pick in our fantasy draft, and he did not take Justin Jefferson. <laughs> he uh, he folded. Michael, if you want to explain did, that pick I did a little not, bit. I but, did not uh, fold. He, he did not do as he promised in the last episode. Uh, did, we, did I promise? We, we asked, we said, who was your number one overall pick? And you said Justin Jefferson. And that Until not, I got the number that is, one. Yeah, that, <laughs> Until then, I got the then number he started one sweating. He felt the yeah. pressure from the fan I, base. I, I, and he, yeah, I couldn't do he it. couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I took Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> he took Christian McCaffrey, who he uh, complained to me about the whole year last year because I told him to take him. And he, well, he's, he's, putting his trust in, he's putting his trust into him. We're going to gonna rock it. All right. So we're just going to see how we do so uh, yeah, Michael. Michael, he changed. He changed last minute. I was I was shocked. Uh, I sent him a text immediately after it happened. I couldn't believe that he took CMC. But well, he did. I told you I was taking running back. He did. But it, you didn't think I was taking McCaffrey? No, did you? no, no. I would. I I would have taken Jonathan Taylor, Austin Eckler. But um, yeah. So this this episode's gonna be a shorter episode. We're just gonna do our our week two college football picks, our week one picks. We'll recap the college football world a little bit. Go over our week one picks. Uh, but yeah, so we'll start out. We'll start out with our uh, week one college football picks. So the first game we picked was Penn State Purdue. Penn State minus three and a half. Uh, we both took Purdue. I feel like when you lose by half a point, or like to say on the hook, um, you basically you 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 know you had a chance. It was a pick on, and you just. Went the wrong way. Well, and, and we talked about this game a little bit in the we last did. episode. Uh, it, Purdue had their chances. They just they didn't. And plus three and a half, they they had the ball twice with under six minutes to go. And with the three point, and they and they refused to run. And uh, so yeah, we don't have to talk much about this game. We talked about last time, but yeah, I mean definitely a game that could have gone our way, but didn't didn't want to. So both both lost that game. Uh, the next one was the UNC Appy State game, which I believe we talked about a little bit as well already with the. 63 to 61 final. We both covered. Um, that was just a back and forth game. And, Absolutely and no defense. Just just to confirm again, these were the lines when we picked them. They yes. they did they, they, they change. Yes. Uh, but this we picked them when I think it was on the Saturday before or something. And that's like how that. betting goes. You, Correct. You put money in when you when it, you want. It holds and that number. Um, Michael, do you know who the defense coordinator is for North Carolina? Uh, Gene Chiswick. Gene Chizik, one of the, probably the quickest fall for a coach to win a national yeah. championship to two years later get in the camp. Yeah, he's um, well, Aub- him and Ed Orgeron. Auburn itself has just had kind of a weird last couple coaching changes because well, Melzahn got to a national championship game and all of a sudden he was out the door too. So the, it's been it's been weird for them. The difficulty is you're comparing them against Nick Saban, and let's face it. Nobody is Nick Saban. Nope. Nobody is Alabama. You cannot compare against that. Yeah. If you can be competitive against Alabama, you are the little stepbrother of, well, of and, Alabama. Well, the teams just can't, they can't sustain You can't they, keep they up can't, with it. The only teams that have really sustained it have been Ohio State and Georgia recently. They, Auburn recruited well, then they struggled when they went and got Bo Nix, and the rest is history. Yeah. So. All right, so yeah, we, we were 1-1 one one on the week going into the next game. Uh, the next one was Georgia-Oregon. 17-and-a-half um, for Georgia, which is funny because I thought this would be about a 17-point game, so I took Oregon. On another pick I got 16-and-a-half for Georgia, um, and, I, and I took those points. So I took them to cover. You should have took um, them both times. Yeah. Or, no, I'm sorry. I gave those points, so I took Georgia. You should have picked Georgia both times. Yeah, I th- we think we talked about it a little on the last podcast. It's, it was 21-3. Pretty much when we started our last episode. Yeah, yeah, and I didn't I didn't see much of the game before that. I knew it was going to be ugly. I was hoping somehow it would get to, you know, 28. Yeah, I just, I, it just didn't. It I, didn't. I don't trust Bo Nix. I don't think he's going to be the starter there the whole year or even much longer. Yeah, I, I really, I really thought Oregon's defense was going to play. But I think they were just well, shell shocked. I, I don't know what you want to call it. They just, they had no, they had no clue, no chance in that game. Um, Georgia's still really good. I just, I think the. 
the dividing line between Georgia, Alabama, and Ohio State is just so far above everybody else. Yeah. And I think we both agreed, too, and we kind of did a little bit of a preview that Oregon was ranked a little higher because of their name, we felt. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I thought Georgia would win by three touchdowns. I didn't think it would be 48-3 or yeah, whatever it came down yeah, to. Yeah, but, uh, so, yeah, I moved to 2-1 and one on the week. Michael went to 1-2. and two. Then we went to Utah, Florida. Yeah, sorry, Utah, Florida. Utah minus 2.5 in the swamp in Florida. Early in the season, it's going to be hot out. I went with Florida. Um, I basically got a Florida got a pick with ten seconds left in the game, somewhere in that up three, somewhere in that in range, up zone. three. So uh, I got my cover. Yeah, I uh, I took Utah on that one, and really, I, I I'm not really upset about the pick at all. I mean, that that game could have gone either way. There was. Basically, it was Utah had the ball within the three guard line twice. It didn't score both of those times. Yeah. So if they if they score once, they score a touchdown. I mean, Utah covers. See, that's where that's where you see the difference in NFL and college. How many times when we were watching football on Saturday, we hear or see teams not punching it inside the two yard line. Yep. You know, you have to spread it out. You have to space. You got to have playmakers. Um, and you know, Utah. Utah doesn't have the the guys on the outside. They have a great tight end, but it just didn't work for them. Obviously, a very good defense in Florida. I, you know, defense in home field. I, I won the bet. Two and two. Trace also two and two. Yeah, and I, I'm still really high on Utah. I think they still could absolutely win the Pac-12. Uh, Cameron Rising, he's a really good quarterback. Yeah, he just he, made. He, just made a, a mistake. Well, and really, the tight end fell down in the end zone, too, sure. at the sure. end. So we don't even know, you know, if he stays up, if it is a pick or not. But, I mean, there were some throws in that game he made that were NFL-level throws. And he, he's a good quarterback, and Utah's he is. still going to be very good. But, um, yeah, I mean, that game really could have gone either way. And, like I said, I'm not upset about the pick at all. Right, right. Next one we had was uh, Illinois State versus Wisconsin. Um, Saturday night game. Uh it was kind of a pick em because we didn't have a line for it. So we both took Wisconsin. Uh, started out a little little odd the way the game started where um, I want to say at one point Wisconsin went three and out and Illinois State had the first had 24 plays compared to Wisconsin's three. Um, but Wisconsin was up seven nothing after a pick. Um, then they ended up um, having the long Braylon Allen touchdown and just kind of forced their will defensively and 138 to nothing. Yeah, I, you know, like I said, I, I just, going into this game, I said, you know, if it's minus 24 and a half Wisconsin, which I think it was around that number, yeah. I said take Illinois State just because I don't know what their offense would look like with Graham Mertz and just some questions of the defense. But Graham, Graham Mertz looked a lot. Now, it's Illinois State, but he looked very good. He, he wasn't making, like, questionable throws. Yeah. He was making good decisions. He wasn't panicking, which we kind of said, if Wisconsin's going to take this leap in year three of the Graham Mertz era, it, it, it's got to happen. And, you know, it, it could just be that, you know, he was young the last couple of years, and he was still kind of learning things and learning, oh, my, you know, I can't do this in college that I could do in, yeah. in high school. Because the thing is with Division One football – in, in college football, everybody's a good athlete, especially when you're playing the par five. Everybody's yeah. a good athlete. When you're yeah. playing, you know, one AA in Kansas or wherever he was playing, you can pick at guys, you can pick apart guys. You can't do that in college well, football. I mean, they, they talk about the same thing when guys figure out in college football and then they go to the NFL. Mm -hmm. It's another level. It's another, it's another step. Level. But, yeah, I mean, I think the bad, us bad fans, we got to be happy with what Graham Mertz did, and we hope he can back it up this next week in a, in a, in a tougher game. It's going to be a good litmus test Defen for the Badgers. Defense, you know, new names, same team. You know, like like to see it. I mean, obviously it was Illinois State, but if you give up 20, 25 points to Illinois State, you're one. You know, you're really questioning it. So held them to zero. Take it and take it and run. Yeah, absolutely. I felt like the, at the beginning how that game went. There were a couple dumb penalties that really hurt them. Um, so I I really think that Illinois State probably shouldn't even got down as far as they did. Um, and they were really wearing on the defense. So. Um, they, they made the plays and got their uh, wind back, I guess you could say, and took care of business. Yeah, you got to be happy with how the Badgers played. But, uh, yeah, both both three and two. Both three and two. Next, uh, next one we had LSU minus three and a half versus Florida State in New Orleans. I took LSU. Actually, I should say we both took LSU for the fact that, uh, for mine was, is because of the I felt home field advantage. Um, 
just had more talent. You know, I felt like better recruiting. Uh, their top receiver, that Booty, I saw one catch for 70 yards. Just didn't do didn't do much. Yeah, and LSU started Jaden Daniels, the the Arizona State, State transfer. transfer. Mm-hmm. Um, I I mean I went with LSU again too, just because I think one I think Brian Kelly's a better coach than Mike Norville. I did. Yeah. Um, and I just thought LSU's program was in a better state. But um, you know maybe this is the year that Florida State kind of starts getting yeah, better so. and back again. Yeah. Um, I was I was in Chicago this last weekend and I was watching this game at a casino in, in the sportsbook area. My first ever time being in one of those and oh my god the the awesome. ups and downs of it it, it, yeah. it was crazy when Can when you, when LSU scored the touchdown everybody's up because. They said 80% of Vegas bet on LSU. I was going to say, can you imagine being a professional better? So, like, oh, a lot of people put money on LSU. There's a lot of people at this sports book that put a lot of money on LSU. So, when they scored the touchdown, the place went nuts. And then when the, the, the extra point was blocked, you just saw tickets flying everywhere. People mm-hmm. were just pissed. But mm-hmm. it, it was a sloppy game. It was. Um, it's you know, week one. F, F, FSU fumbled on their, their one-yard line to kind of end the game. But LSU muffed a punt before that to give them that opportunity. But... um. Both teams that I don't, I don't think are going to be, you know, contending for any big bowl games. But teams that I mean, FS, I think if FSU gets back to the eight and four, nine and three range, they're going to be happy. And LSU, um, they missed a bowl game last year. I think if they get to the seven and five, eight and four range, they're going to be happy just because they play in such a tougher conference. Yeah, for LSU, you know, you really needed that game to to really boost your well, and boost your bowl. If you're Brian Kelly, do you go for two? Because what I've heard a lot of people say, and I agree with, is that new coach, new program, it's week one, go for two, show show everybody in that locker room, you trust there, them, what you're there, you're to, there to win, you're not there for tying. I can see it. You know, when you say it like that, I, and we know college kickers are not consistent, Right. I just go for two, who cares? I mean, it's, it's a neutral site game, it's not a conference game. Such a program on I mean, the right Because even if you lose, everybody's like, damn, that man believes in us. Now they're like, well... We're just going for the tie. The thing about Brian Kelly is he's, if you watched him at Notre Dame, he's never been one no, to... he's old school. Yeah, no, he's never been one to, to really chill the stones, um, yeah. you know, as a coach. So I get it. I understand why you do it. You work on that stuff every day in practice. So, I mean, you do how many times a, a game, how many times a week. So you really got to have confidence in your guys. But... Yeah, sometimes just punching in from the two-yard line. And I feel like if it's a higher-scoring game and they were able to run, you know, in between the tackles for short yardages, that definitely would have been something that they had taken into consideration. Yeah, a mobile quarterback, though, too. Understood. So and he's a veteran. Understood. So, I mean, he's played a lot of games where if something breaks down, he can go get it. But uh, totally, totally understand. Yeah, Brian Kelly's from. old school. got a bad Southern accent. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. so what? We both dropped a 3-3 three and three there. Yeah, both went to three and three, and the last game was Notre Dame, Ohio State, Ohio State minus seventeen, so they were giving Notre Dame seventeen. I was all over Ohio yeah, State we, we on this game. Were. We both were. Um, obviously, Jackson Smith and Jigba got hurt early in the game. I feel like that kind of changed things. Well, um, Notre Dame played 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 well. Well, in Ohio State's you know their receiving core is a little different. It, it, you, you lose two. They have, they have talent. But but you lose two first round picks. You have some yes. guys that you know. It's kind of like going from JV to varsity you now with some guys where it's like, okay, now now well, I'm the guy. Well, that's I what, have to figure this. That's out. what I'm saying is when you lose Smith and Jigba in the first half, you're down three first rounders because you yeah. know he's going to be a first rounder. Yeah. So um, you know Notre Dame Notre Dame did what they had to do to stay in that game, but by the time it was. 14-10 and 21-10, they weren't doing anything I mean, what, what Tyler what, Buckner was not was not good enough. What Notre Dame did was they were, you know, Marcus Freeman's a defensive-minded coach. He was a D.C., obviously. They they played well enough to give them a chance, where in years past, they, they haven't in these bigger games. So yes. to, go into, uh, to go into Columbus and, you know, only lose by what, two two scores? I Notre Dame, you don't take moral victories at Notre Dame, but you got to feel good about some stuff. I still think Ohio State going forward um, kind of worked out the kinks a little bit. They will be just fine. No, and, I, and be a team I agree. To but take the line with a lot. In, in Notre Dame, I mean, they're top five team. They're yeah. They were what? They were ranked. Were they I, ranked five? Uh, yeah, yeah, and they have a good defense, so they're always going to be in games, even if their offense isn't playing well. So you can't you can't fault Notre Dame or Ohio State. It was it was a good played football game, but. Uh, Ohio State's better team. Yeah, definitely. 
So yeah, we both ended the week three, three and, four. and four. Not our best performance, but it is week one, so we got a little bit of work to do. But uh, this is why we don't. This is why we are uh, not being paid to bet. Correct. Games. This uh, is why. Let's move on to our week one overreactions. Uh, my first overreaction: Florida is back. <laughs> the swamp was rocking. They are it back, was. and it you was. want to know why they're back? Because come January, Anthony Richardson will be hoisting the Heisman Trophy. Anthony Richardson, a quarterback from Florida, was highly recruited out of high school. Always, this is, always, so this is your overhype? Yeah. So you're saying this really isn't going to happen? I'm saying hop on the train right oh, now. Oh, okay. This, okay. This, this could absolutely happen. Okay. I right. mean, this is a kid who was highly recruited. Last year was his first year starting, kind of in a split time, just a weird dynamic with Dan Mullen on the hot seat. Um, he's a big kid. He's... You know, college football loves the mobile quarterback. He can run. He can throw. Yeah. I mean, Anthony Richardson is legit. Um, I, I think he could absolutely – I could see him winning the Heisman. I absolutely could. I don't know if it does happen, but it absolutely could. And he will definitely be in the conversation, I think. And because of that, Florida's going to be back. And they just have some other playmakers. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, Florida, is, Florida is one of those teams um, that obviously they're going to have difficulty – um, in the SEC, but they're in the East, so it's not as difficult. But I mean, they're going to have obviously Georgia on the schedule, and that's going to tell a lot more about it. I'm definitely not picking Florida over Georgia, but I see Florida in the nine and three range. Um, but yeah, I could definitely see if things start to go their way and they they get a W against um, if they get a W against Georgia, um, I could definitely see that really. Uh, the hype train for them really well, started to change. And Richardson's been there when they had uh, success. He was the, he was Kyle Trask's backup when they were good that year when they were just on the brink of getting into the college football playoff. But yeah, I think Florida's back. I think they're gonna have a really good year, and I think you'll see them in the in the top fifteen for most of the year. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with that. What do you got? You got you got an overreaction here? I think it's too early. Um, I, I I I can I can tell you an underreaction. Underreaction is Iowa's offense. It it is that bad. It could possibly be even worse. No, I'm kidding. I I, I I feel like I feel like if we are overreacting, Iowa, I feel like they're gonna be they're gonna be better. Um, you know, they have to kind of figure out some things. Uh, I like to pick on Iowa because uh, they they wanna be Wisconsin, I feel like, but um, they just don't have the, the offensive, um, I don't even want to say offensive playmakers. I want to say it's the offensive, just coaching staff, the, the, the will. Like, yeah, Wisconsin was in the same boat. What did they do? They got a new offensive coordinator. They've been able to run the ball. They've had times where they throw. When have you seen that out of Iowa? I still think their defense is good enough. I feel like their offense is going to give them more than what they did last week against South Dakota. They won't be winning games if they don't. No, so. no. You don't win too many games without scoring a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, Iowa, Iowa will hopefully see better days for them, but I, personally, I don't really care. Uh, my second overreaction, Ace, the ACC is the worst of Power 5. It's worse than the Pac-12. It's not even close. Uh, NC State, who's supposed to, you know, is a favorite. Win really, your clunkers. Really struggle. Win your clunkers. Uh, North Carolina's defense might be the worst in the country. They're awful. Led by Gene Chizik. They're awful. Uh, I don't trust Clemson. I don't trust DJ Ungulalele. I, I, they have a great defense. They have a they, great, they, tremendous defense. They have a college football playoff defense. I don't yes. trust the offense. Yes. Uh, Virginia Tech drops to Old Dominion for the second year in a row. There is some good news for the ACC, though. I did see Sam Hartman is medically clear to come I, back I for did, Wake Forest. I, so I, did see that uh, as well. I think Wake Forest will be back to slinging it around. Now it might take him a little bit. He hasn't been practicing. What but, about Pitt? Um, what about Pitt? Showing Pitt a little love? Uh, they're, they're losing Kenny. They're in a transition year, I think. They're going to be decent. I, I just I don't trust the ACC. I, I don't think it's – I think the Pac-12 is going to have better teams with Utah – uh, USC. USC. I think UCLA could be somewhat decent. Oh, um, you what? I think Oregon's good. UCLA. No. Um, get off the UCLA no, train I, I like right now. Like get off the train right now. Um, There's no. But uh, yeah, the ACC stinks. Uh, do you have any other overreactions? No, I feel like that. The, there will definitely be some more, uh, you know, coming coming up. But as of right now, 
Um, I'm just kind of well, I got laying one more. land. I got one more. Laying the land. Just you ready for this? Taking it in. Yeah. Scott Frost will be not will not be on the sidelines by week 12 when they play the Badgers. Okay. He will be fired. Okay. If you didn't see, Nebraska absolutely struggled against North Dakota. Not North Dakota State. The it constant FCS national champions. North Dakota, they were tied 7-7 at halftime. It was a 17-point game going into the fourth quarter, and then they pulled away a little bit. But, uh, yeah, we, we, we've talked about Nebraska here. They I just, every year, it's, oh, this is going to be, they turn it around, blah, blah, blah. I just... You want they to struggle. talk about the they struggle, Texas they struggle. is back, the Florida is back, the Nebraska is back. It's just, you, you, they, they don't have it. There's something about that, that team right now. Um, it, there's just, they're missing. They're just lacking so much talent. Um, it's just not where it needs I don't to even, be. I don't even think that it's talent. I think it's more of just they don't know how to close games. I think there's some questions in the locker room with Scott Frost. They don't fully believe in him. Because that's the thing when you're at a program, a program that's expected to win, and you go in there and you don't win, and then you continue to lose. Yeah. And those guys are kind of like, well, I thought I thought we were supposed to be the group to kind of change things. Why isn't this happening? I mean, that doesn't even just happen in college. That happens in high school. It happens in pros. It happens everywhere. I think the the Scott Frost blueprint of of what are you, what are you getting ready for? Got fantasy draft. Got fantasy right draft coming. Yeah, we do. I think the blueprint for Scott Frost being a G five coach going to his alma mater P five level, Power five level, and he's just going to take over and turn around. I think he has the blueprint of. It's not that easy. Well, what did we say? This is year five. Yeah, I, I, I don't have the exact year for him, okay. but it's got to be. It's four or five. It, it is. You know, Casey Thompson has thrown the ball better for them, but still, turning it over, lost a fumble, threw a pick. So that's two turnovers out of your quarterback. That's been mm -hmm. the problem with them. Uh, the running back, Grant, ran for 200 yards, but again, you're running on North Dakota. Do it for me in a Big Ten game. Right. But, uh, yeah, that's Scott Frost very well not could not be on the sidelines for week 12 against the Badgers. I mean, I could see it. I definitely could see it. All right, so with that, uh, we have no more overreactions. We will move directly into our college football week two picks. So we moved on to week two of college football. We don't have a, a huge slate, but we definitely have some, some good games here. We got five that we're going to pick from this week. Uh, the first that we're leading off with is the number one ranked team in the land, Alabama, who is 19 point favorites uh, going up against Texas at Texas. Uh, I am going with the Crimson Tide. I said last week, uh, when you pick against Alabama and Georgia or even Ohio State, I think you're kind of in dangerous territory. Uh, so I know I understand 19 points is a lot, but I'm definitely going to go with Alabama. I just think Bryce Young's better than Quinn Ewers. I mean, this is Quinn Ewers' second ever start. Very talented kid, but you're going up against a Heisman Trophy winner. I expect Texas to make some plays with running back Bijan Robinson and wide receiver Xavier Worthy. Uh, but Bama's coming off a 55-0 win over defending Mountain West champions Utah State, who's expected to still be pretty decent this year. Um, I just don't think Texas' program is there, and Bama will be too physical. So I'm going to take Alabama minus 19. Yeah, yeah, I'm a, I'm on the same I'm on the same board with that. I definitely think the talent for uh, for Alabama is just too much. Um, obviously, uh, Bryce Young. Um, you know, the, the running back situation that transferred from Georgia Tech, uh, is it Gibbs? I believe Gibbs is his name. Um, I just feel like there's too much talent there. Um, obviously, going to Austin is not going to be easy, but it's not some murderer's row. You see Big 12 teams going into Texas all the time and getting that victory. So I, I definitely see... Um, I definitely see Alabama coming in um, and taking care of business and you know taking it to Texas pretty early pretty quick kind of in that 41 17 range yep, it's kind of kind of what I'm seeing well I think this Texas team can put up some points like I said they had some playmakers I could see kind of I, I mean 
I don't think the Texas defense is going to be able to keep up. I could see it being like a 51-28, to, to 28, something like that game. Right. Um, but, yeah, I, I think Alabama's the one to look here. This game's going to be on 11 a.m. on Fox, uh, but definitely is one of the better games this week. It's going to have a lot of hype. The last time these two played was uh, in the national championship 05, game. 05, 04, 05? No, 2009. 2009, okay. Oh. Uh, but, yeah, that's, that's our first pick, and uh, we're both rocking Alabama. Yes. Next game we got is Baylor at BYU. Um, I'm gonna look this up and get you a time for this game. Nine fifteen. Nine fifteen. Okay. Baylor's ranked nine. BYU's twenty-one. Right. So uh, BYU is favored by two and a half. It's at BYU, so there could be some altitude in that game. Um, I'm this. This basically, I, I feel like the the three points shifts for the home team. So if this game was at Baylor, I'd see they'd be favored by three and a half. If it's at BYU, got them by two and a half. I like, I like the, the home team in this game. I think I'm gonna go BYU, close, probably like 24, 23 type game. Um, I, 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 do like, I do like BYU. Um, I feel like their their team is is um, fun offensively, where they can spread it out. Obviously, going against a big team, this is a gauntlet year. So I feel like for BYU, so I feel like at the beginning of the years, where I'm going to start picking BYU a lot more, and then as the schedule gets more and more difficult, where every week you're playing somebody difficult, it's going to come back. So I think I'm taking BYU in this game to cover. Yeah, I think this is a game where it's kind of a coin flip. Uh, Baylor's coming off a 69-10 win against Albany. BYU's coming off a 50-21 win against South Florida. Uh, both not very good teams. I think this one's going to come down to the quarterbacks. I, I think this is a big one for the quarterbacks. Uh, Jaron Hall threw for 352 yards against Baylor last year. Um, Blake Shapin, who was the guy who was picked He's as better. Uh, he was picked as the guy in the spring to be the quarterback. Had a good week last week, 17-23 total touchdowns. Um, again, it was against Albany, but that's what they wanted him to do. They just said, we need more consistency. We need the completion percentage. He did it last week. He's continuing. He's showing. He's making strides. Um, I'm actually – I picked Baylor as my team this year, so I, I, I got to ride I with Baylor. Um, Baylor won last year 34-28 in Waco, so I expect it to be a close game. BYU also joins the Big 12 next year. Yes. Uh, so, so this, this could, could be a, a kind of a statement game. Yeah. Well, this could just be a statement game for BYU, BYU saying, hey, we're ready, but this could also – Baylor's trying to prove themselves and really put yeah. them as the, the Big 12 uh, favorites continuing to go through the year. So I'm going to ride BYU. I think it's going to be a good game. It's a late game, um, so definitely a, something we can check into. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to go Baylor. I think their defense and their, their – we talked about them, their offensive line, their defense line is just too good. Let me just rephrase when I did my sports math before and I had BYU covering two and a half and only winning by one. I'm going to change that to 27-23 so, <laughs> so that they cover the spread, have them winning by four so that they cover their two and a half spread. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to take Baylor 28-24. Uh, I'm going to take right. 28-24. So we both think it's going to be a good game. I, I absolutely game. expect this to be a good game. Again, yep. 9 versus 21. I think BYU is going to shoot up those rankings, but uh, I think this is going to be a really good game. I do too. So our third game here, we got uh, the Tennessee Volunteers and the Pittsburgh Panthers fresh off the Backyard Brawl victory. Uh, this is a 2.30 start on ABC. Tennessee uh, won last week Thursday as well, 54-10 over Ball State. While well, we said Pittsburgh defeated West Virginia in the Backyard Brawl 38-31. Uh, this was a game that was played last year. Pitt defeated Tennessee with a score of 41-34. Pitt is a little different this year without Kenny yeah. Pickett. Yeah. Uh, Tennessee is actually the favorite on the road, minus six against Pittsburgh. Uh, I'm actually going to ride with the Vols here. Like I said earlier, I think the SEC is just a lot better than the ACC. So I think depth-wise, I think that uh, Tennessee is a better team. Uh, I think this is finally the year where Tennessee kind of starts getting a little bit of momentum. Uh, they finally have a coach that they like. Uh, the German Pruitt era didn't really work out with all the recruiting <laughs> violations no, and all that stuff. No, it did not. Um, Hendon Hooker's a Played well last week for Tennessee. He's a good quarterback. But really, I think just the, the SEC is so much better than the ACC. And Tennessee's finally kind of coming back up mm -hmm. to where they were. Now, I don't think they're going to win the national championship anytime soon. But 
I think that they're a little bit deeper, and I think Pitt's going to be in a little bit of a transition year without Kenny Pickett. I, feel, I still think Pitt's going to win eight or nine games, maybe even ten because they play in the ACC, but I'm going to go Tennessee minus six. Yeah, I think, um, you know, obviously these matchups, these games that we're picking, um, we did pick kind of the, the better matchups. Um, this is going to be a 2.30 game um, in Pittsburgh. It's going to be an ABC. Um, tennis, it's kind of the contrast of two styles because Pittsburgh with Narduzzi is, you know, play the defense. And, yeah, you've seen Kenny Pickett open it up, but he's not there anymore. Now it's Keaton Slofus. But I still think that Tennessee, with their speed, I, I heard a stat that they were running plays at some alarming rate. It was like... Chip kelly -esque. Yeah, they were running. And uh, Coach uh, Josh Heupel, I don't... Do you recall where he played college ball at? No. He played at Oklahoma. I think he helped them win a national championship in the late 90s. Okay. Well, that was well before my Great when you were born. I'm just saying, you know, sometimes you got to drop some knowledge on these kids every once in a while. Uh, but I do, it's, it's, I do enjoy the contrast of the two styles. Now, we did talk about how electric Pittsburgh uh, atmosphere was when yep. they were playing at the game. I think that's going to be tough, but I don't think it's something that Tennessee's never seen playing the uh, SEC. Um, six. That's a lot. You're a full touchdown better. Um, oh, it's 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 a. This is a tough pick for me. Um, I think it could go either way. You can make a case for it either way. I'm gonna go. Uh, I think I'm gonna go with Tennessee in this game too. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna ride it out with with the orange um, and just uh, what is the song they play? Rocky Top. I think I'm going Rocky Top on this game. Yeah, and you know Tennessee just moved up to the rankings. They're ranked 24. Uh, Pittsburgh still ranked 17. Pittsburgh was kind of they. I mean, they were they could very well be a one one. They yeah. They could have lost that game last week. So they had a close call. I think we're both we we talked about the last pod how we both think Narduzzi's done a really good job there in Pitt. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna ride with Tennessee again. This is a uh, 2:30 game on ABC, but we are gonna take Tennessee minus six. All right, our next game up, uh, 6 p.m. It's going to be on ESPN, uh, Kentucky versus Florida. Um, at Florida, at the Swamp, uh, Florida five-and-a-half point favorites. Um, I feel like this is a difficult game to pick. Uh, Kentucky has played Florida very tough the last couple of years, um, even with some wins. Kentucky's kind of been a lot of teams like kind of thorn in their side. Yeah, the they, just, the last they just they play good defense. They They're do. well coached by Mark they Stoops. Do. They do. I think you know they got they, their quarterback Will Levis is playing better. Yep. They lost Wondell Robinson, but I still think uh, Kentucky has um, enough talent to keep this thing competitive. I am going to take Kentucky. I'm taking Florida. I think Florida's going to win this game. I think it's going to be close. 23-20. Spread is 5.5. Give me those points. I'll take the 5.5, and, and I'll say Kentucky loses, but loses by less than 5.5. Okay, yeah, so Kentucky comes in ranked 20th in the country. Florida jumped from unranked to 12 after their upset win over Utah 29-26 last week. Kentucky defeated I think that might piss Kentucky off a bit, too. <laughs> Kentucky defeated Miami of Ohio 37-13. Uh, Kentucky also defeated Florida last year 20-13. Uh, I am going to go with Florida, minus 5.5 at the Swamp. I'm going to learn my lesson from picking up against, picking against them last week. Uh, like I said earlier in this pod, I am 100% on the Anthony Richardson train. I think Will Levy's a good quarterback, but I think Anthony Richardson's going to run and do his thing. Uh, the other thing is Kentucky also gave up four sacks to Miami of Ohio last week. That's a lot of sacks for a team that isn't supposed to be nearly as good as you. So I think Florida's going to be able to put a lot of pressure on them and get to the quarterback and make Levy's uh, uncomfortable. So I'm going to take Florida minus five and a half at the Swamp. But again, I expect it to be another good game. Um, I think Florida's going to be, they don't want to lose Kentucky two years in a row, a basketball school. So uh, I think Florida's going to come out with a little bit of a vengeance. They want to validate their ranking, so I'm going to take Florida minus five and a half. I'm just saying that's a very that's a very big spot. You know, starting unranked, winning, beating a top uh, beating a top ten team at home, and now dealing with that pressure that you have to do it again. 
Um, I, I feel like they're going to win this game, but I feel like it's going to be close, and, and I, I say Kentucky covers. Yeah, we will see. Again, it's a 6 p.m. start on ESPN. Expect a lot of uh, gator chomps going on down in the swamp. Heck yeah, dude. I love it. Our final game to pick is, of course, the Wisconsin Badgers. Washington State comes to Madison uh, for a 2.30 kickoff on Fox. Michael's actually going to be at the at game. This game. Uh, Wisconsin's coming off a 38-0 victory over Illinois State. Washington State's coming over a 24-17 win over Idaho. They struggled a little bit. Uh, Wisconsin is favored by 16 points. Um, the Badger secondary is still a bit of a question mark. Uh, Washington State does like to throw the ball, so that could be a concern for Bucky. Uh, Hunter Wohler has also already been ruled out. He was a four-star recruit out of Muskego a couple years ago of starting safety. Um, Cameron Ward is Washington State's quarterback. Graham Mertz, obviously, the Wisconsin quarterback. Do you know who the, uh, Washington State's running back is? I do not. Is Nakia Watson, the former Badger. Oh, former Badger. Former yeah, Badger ran for 120 yards last week. Uh, so he will be coming back to Madison. Obviously, the Badger star is Braylon Allen. Uh, Washington State had seven sacks last week, um, so that's impressive, but you're not going up against that Badger line. Um, Graham Mertz looks so much better. I think this is going to be a really good test for him, and I think the Wisconsin run game is going to wear them out. I'm going to take the Badgers minus 16. It's a big spread. Uh, but I think the Badgers win by, I think it's a like a 41-20 to 20 game. I think it's close for a little bit, but I think yep. in that second half, the Badgers really take off and wear them out. Right. Right. I don't know. I can I can definitely see that. Um, I, I really can. I, I like the 20 score for Washington State. I don't think Wisconsin quite gets the 41. I say 31. So I am going to take Washington State in this game to cover. Um, 16 points is just too much. Especially for Wisconsin, where you do have a quarterback that sometimes you don't know what you're seeing from I, him. I think this is his coming out party okay. right now. And and I, then, think, I think hey, with Washington State struggling last week against Idaho, I think they're going to show up to Madison and be like, shit, it, I, it's going to be a long day. They I, won't be jumping to start the fourth quarter. They will not. I, I hope I hope I'm wrong in that assessment that Graham Mertz uh, does play well. Um, but, you know, it's one of those guys that you just got to see it more consistently week after week after week. Um, so, I, like I said, I see a, like a 31-20 uh, Badger victory. Um, if that is the score, I got Washington State covering. Um, and that's where I'm going with that one. All right, so that'll wrap up our uh, Week 2 college football picks. We'll move on here to a couple NFL ones. So Thursday night to kick off the NFL season, we have the Buffalo Bills going to the defending Super Bowl champions, the LA Rams. Will you be seeing any of this game? Yeah, I'll see some. Yeah, yeah. Will you, you see kickoff? You probably won't. Will you see kickoff? You won't. Will you see kickoff? I probably won't. Kickoff? Yeah, it's seven twenty-five. I don't have a meeting for school till seven thirty. <laughs> on my phone, I'll see kickoff. You will not. I will not. I'll be but, playing uh, softball. Anyways, the Bills are two and a half point favorites going into LA. Uh, obviously, the Bills, Josh Allen, Gabriel Davis, Stephon Diggs, Dawson Knox have a lot of weapons on that offensive side. I heard kind of a running back by committee. I heard Micah Hyde's playing this game. Uh, their defense is always good. McDermott's a, McDermott is a defensive-minded coach. Um, L.A. is just kind of a weird sports town, so their home field advantage isn't as always big. And I also don't think the NFL home field advantage is nearly as big as college, so uh, I'm going to take the Bills here minus two and a half. We've talked before, we think minus two and a half is kind of like a, a coin flip or a pick em. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to take the Bills. Okay. Um, I can definitely see it. Um, I think Buffalo is... Um, I, I feel like Buffalo is the is kind of the team to beat in the in the NFL this year. I, 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 I it's a lot like, of expectations. Like for I am, I am on the Buffalo train to start the year. I, I hundred percent am on it. But you give me a Super Bowl champion at home on Thursday night to kick off the season. Matthew Stafford's healthy. Cooper he's, Cup is healthy. He says he's healthy. Matthew Stafford says he's healthy. Cooper Cup is healthy. 
great coach is Sean McVay. And the kicker for me is, is a guy that I cannot stand. Uh, great player, but it just seems like he's an asshole on the field. Not a fan. Aaron Donald, he is just... He's first ballot Hall of Famer. First ballot Hall of Famer, but he's also a first ballot asshole on, on, on the field. Uh, the amount of times that I've seen that guy do something that is he, worse than he should be Sue? ejected for. Is he worse than Ndamukong Sue? He's up there. I don't think he's, I don't think he's the, as worse as Ndamukong Sue, but he is like 1A, or sorry, 1B to Ndamukong Sue. I still think the Rams, there's just, there's too much, there's too much hype at the beginning of the year. I like the Rams in this game. Yeah, I, you know, I just I think with LA, it's just it's a weird sports town. It hundred percent is winning winning a championship there in football with football not being there for so long doesn't mean as much to them. I think is you know it's kind of just the Lakers are nothing in LA, but uh, and their baseball teams other than the, I mean the Dodgers are the Dodgers and the the Angels just stink every year. But I'm I'm thinking the Bills. I just don't think home field advantage is enough. But uh, yeah, it, it's gonna be a fun way to kick off the year. Two really good teams. Two teams with high expectations. All right, so the next NFL game we've got here is New England at Miami. Um, this is a very difficult pick. Uh, the Dolphins are favored by three. Um, I think that is the absolute most perfect line for this game. I could see the Dolphins possibly winning by three. Um, I am interested to see what Tua to Tyreek turns out to be. Um, I, I like the Jalen Waddle. Um, I like Miami in this game. The problem, the problem for me is when Miami gets hype, that's when Miami does dolphin things. And so for that reason, I'm going to take New England in this game. I'm going to take New England. I'm going to take Mac Jones is better. I'm going to take that. Um, I, I'm going to take that. Bill Belichick is going to have a defense, uh, a defensive plan against Miami this week, and maybe Tua sees ghosts a little bit. I'm going with the Patriots. Okay, uh, I'm going to take Miami minus three at home. Uh, shout out to Alex Kajawa for that one. Uh, Miami's kind of always been that team that the Patriots are kind of struggling with. Even even when Tom Brady was there, Miami was that team that for whatever reason got them every year. And I think this will be their one year at home their one game this year that they beat the Patriots at home. Uh, I love the pickup of Chase Edmonds for Miami. Um, I like they're all in with Tyreek Hill. They're all in on Tua, brand new coach. He wants to go out there, set it right away that this is a new Miami. Um, I think there's a lot of questions swirling around with New England and their offense and also defensively they lost a lot. Um, I think this is a, a split on the year, but I think Miami gets this one being at home, being the first game of the year. They're going to want to start it out with a bang. Yeah, like I said, I, I can I can definitely say I think this is a really tough game to pick, um, but I'm going to go with the Patriots. I'm going to go with the experience. Yeah, the, the, this is definitely one of the better games of the week. It's a conference or division battle. Uh, and always This game always pretty much seems to deliver at least once and a even year. If, even if Miami wins 24-23, 21 20, 9 to 8. Uh, I can see, you know, then, then the Patriots still cover. Well, I'm going to love it when Miami wins 24 20. It's not going to be 9 to 8, I promise you. Our third game in the NFL slate of picks, we have the Green Bay Packers, who are favored by a point and a half. So basically, a pickup game traveling to the Twin Cities to face the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, you know, we, we talked a lot about this on the last pod, the Packers, or two pods ago, the Packers. Um, Alan Lazard is now questionable for this game. We're not really sure what's wrong with him. Yeah, that's weird. Um, Bakhtiari did say that he, he plans to I play, did. so that's good news. Hopefully his knee holds up. Um, and then there's the Vikings. The Vikings, we also talked about last week, kind of have that three-headed monster with Jefferson, Thielen, Cousins, and then Cook. Uh, so Rager. They, they, no. Put Rager. Put Put Rager in there right now. Um, so the Vikings have a lot of weapons. It's going to kind of come down defensively to them. I said it two pods ago. I'm taking the Vikings in this game. I think there's less question marks offensively. Uh, I think it's a 30-20 to 20 game. 
Um, I feel like the Vikings and the Packers split a lot, and I just think the Vikings at home are going to win this game. Uh, I'm going to say 30-20. to 20. Yeah, I, uh, I don't see it being that high scoring of a game. Uh, I really don't. I see it more in the 2017 range, um, but I, I think I'm going with the home team to start the season. Um, this might be a little bit of pick against your team to kind of, in, you know, I feel like if you're too much of a homer and you pick your team too often, then um, you just get some bad luck. So well, we can't I think really I'm say that because we, we picked the Packers in our, in our preview two weeks ago to go 13 and 4 or 12 and 5. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I, I, I think Minnesota just has less question marks right now offensively when you have all those weapons coming back. I think the Packers do have a great secondary, but. I'm a guy who thinks good offense always beats good defense. Yeah, yeah. I like I said, I, 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 like I said, I don't love it, but I'm going to pick the Vikings week one. Yep, me as well. I think it's going to be a, it'll be a good game. Uh, but we'll move on to the next one here. All right. So our next game is the Raiders at the Chargers. Chargers favored by three and a half. Uh, obviously, the Raiders, Raiders got a lot of uh, love this year um, because, or I should say, this off season because of the moves that they made—the trade for uh, Devontae Adams, now matching up with the quarterback, um, uh, quarterback that he had in college, and Derek Carr. Obviously, they still have Josh Jacobs, they still have Darren Waller, they still have Hunter Renfro. I mean, they have guys all over the place. Chargers are favored by three and a half. The one thing that I don't think that the Raiders can account for is Bosa. And don't ask me which Bosa is there because I can't remember which one is which. I, believe it's I, say I believe Nick, Nick. Nick is in LA. Nick is in LA. Okay, I'm going to go with that. Um, I, I feel three and a half um, is a lot. I just I want to know more about the Raiders. I ought to see more to know what it's going to look like. So, uh, we were wrong. Nick Bosa plays for the it. 49ers. Joey, Joey Bosa. For the, damn, for, damn, uh, damn it. All right. For the Chargers. Regardless, it's a Bosa. The dude's a stud. I'm going with the Chargers uh, to start the season. I mean, every weapon that the, that the Raiders have, the Chargers have just as, just as talented of a roster. Um, so, I, so I feel like, you know... They just have the better defense, so I'm going to go with Chargers, minus three and a half. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you on this one. I, I, I think it's going to come down to defenses, and the Chargers putting a lot more into their defense this year uh, with getting Khalil Mack, J.C. Jackson. Um, I think Herbert can go up. He's going to go out there and just sling it all around. I don't think the Raiders have a very good secondary. I could be completely wrong. I don't know a whole lot about the Raiders' secondary, but I think that uh, Herbert is a higher ceiling quarterback as well. And I think with the what he has just as good as weapons, like you said, I actually would take the Chargers' weapons with Eckler, Allen, and Williams over uh, Jacobs. I, Devontae, I'd take over them all. But I think that the Chargers have more higher ceiling in terms of everybody. Yep. So I'm going to take the Chargers because I think they have a better defense. I think Herbert should be able to pick apart that Raiders' secondary. Um, I think it's a, a touchdown game, but I think the Chargers cover three and a half at home. Final game on the slate of the NFL Week 1 is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, favored by one and a half traveling to the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, obviously, the Buccaneers had some drama this offseason with a new coach, uh, Tom Brady retiring and unretiring. Uh, Chris, right, that did happen, didn't it? It did. Oh, uh, my Chris, gosh. Chris Godwin uh, is still questionable, but looks like he could play this week, which would be a big pickup for them. Obviously, they have Mike Evans, they have Leonard Fournette, they have tons of weapons around them. They picked up Julio Jones. Uh, right now, he's healthy, so when he's healthy, you, you got to think that he's going to help them. Um, I'm taking the Buccaneers minus one and a half. I don't think it's going to be close. Dallas likes to hype themselves up every single year. Uh, I think the Buccaneers win by two touchdowns on Sunday night. Yeah, the, that it, it's a. Picking the NFL is so difficult, especially when it's point spread, because uh, anybody can beat everybody. It's week one. You don't know what the teams are going to look like right away. Um, so basically, you have uh, a known commodity in Tom Brady. I feel like you have a known commodity in Dak Prescott. The problem is, is Dak Prescott doesn't have um, Amari Cooper. 
Um, I think that's going to be big for CeeDee Lamb. But no, no Michael Gallup. No Michael Gallup to, As of now. to, an, to an injury. I don't love Zeke Elliott. I like, I like Leonard Fournette right now more than I, Zeke. I, I don't like either one of them. But I would take Fournette. I would probably take Fournette over Zeke. Uh, defense, I think obviously Tampa Bay's got a better defense. Um, overall, secondary, obviously Diggs is a talent. But I, I find that Diggs is, I, I feel like, he just, he was kind of front-running last year. Oh, he like he when, got lucky like when he, last year. Yeah, yes, he was absolutely. just picking everything, and he was getting a lot more balls thrown his way. I just don't know what they have everywhere else to, to be like, oh, okay, we're just not going to throw it at him anymore. Um, I, 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 don't, I don't see him as a shutdown corner. No. I, I, I really, I'd take Jair Alexander over my yeah, I, I just I do not see him as a shutdown corner. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, you keep... The, he had the picks last year, but I just I feel like I, th- I feel like he's kind of like a pitcher in baseball who gets you know 12, 13 wins, but has an ERA of four and a half. Yeah, where he just got they some, just get so much runs. Yeah, got good. runs. It's yeah, all inflated. Just, yeah, I feel like that's who Diggs is. He just got some good luck and some good you know things that went his way. Um, so it, with uh, with that all being said, I think I'm going to go Tampa Bay to cover. Um, all I got to win by two. So. I think you call the Buccaneers in this game. I just I don't I don't trust Dallas yet. Um, Mark McCarthy I, I do not trust Mark, him. Mark Mike McCarthy Mark, yeah. sorry Mike McCarthy I do not trust him. Um, so I just I'm I'm going I'm going Buccaneers. Yeah. So that that wraps up our uh, our week one NFL picks. Also, uh, if you play DraftKings. Get lineups in this week. There's a bunch of free ones. I'm in eight free lineups this week. Yeah, you, make some money. You, you can't go wrong. They're free lineups. Yeah. And you can just, just pick guys you wouldn't normally pick because who knows, they might go off you. Yep. If you keep picking the same guys, obviously, in DraftKings, you're not going to do anything. So pick some different guys. No, but we could go about that the other way. And the guys, well, you pick the perfect lineup. Yeah, and then luck. you pick them in every yeah. one of them. Okay, good luck. Okay, um, probably don't do you that. Know, salt, salt and pepper it a little bit, but... Yeah. Put out some DraftKings. Good luck in your fantasy matchups this week. It's awesome to have football back. It is. Uh, we will we will be talking to you sometime next week. Might not be till Tuesday or Wednesday, but uh, yeah, probably do the same thing. Probably yeah. some review, some baseball, uh, talk some picks. Um, U.S. Open tennis. Kind yeah, of U.S. Open tennis will be talk, done. Talk so. about yeah. Talk about the you know who won. Um, should be interesting. Should be fun. But yeah, absolutely. Again. Uh, Awesome to have football back. Great time to be a sports fan, but we will we'll be talking to you if soon. If you have not ever tried the Red Zone channel, watch it Sundays, uh, noon to 7, Red Zone. It is the best fantasy channel. It is the best way to watch football. Aside from your, your team that you watch, so the Packers, I watch just the Packers. But that noon slate... Um, it, it's amazing when they go to Octobox. It's just, it's, it's awesome. I just, I just ordered my red zone today, so I'm set for Sunday. Football is back. It's football.